Hi everyone, welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host, John Maley. Today I have one of our favorite consistent guests, Joe Lombardo, E Avenue Associates with us. How are you doing today, Joe? Good, John. How are you? I'm, I'm joining you from Rochester Hills, Michigan. Um, sorry. This is Ohio. We're, we're Ohio people and Michigan is Michigan people. Well, I, unfortunately my daughter lives here, so I visiting the grandkids and this is where them this is where they live so i apologize well that's all right it's not your fault we won't hold it against you uh i actually am going to be up uh my younger brother wants to take me up uh to uh, lake st Clair, which can't be too far from you and fish for smallmouth bass in the next month oh nice so nice. i'm looking forward to hopefully getting to do that I haven't gotten to do that in a couple of years um today i want to talk about uh some information you know uh we we've uh Trying, trying to get a handle and help our clientele uh, and, and the people that we're working with on a day-to-day -day basis uh, kind of decipher um, where we're going moving forward from an economic perspective. Uh, you know we had uh, Bob Costello with the ATA on. He was gracious enough to uh, jump on the podcast with us and uh, share some information. But I think think that we're in kind of a different position now than we have been since I've been in the industry 28 years now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, I, I can't recall when we've seen inflation this high, uh, probably, like you said, in the last 20 plus years. Uh, I mean, you're talking, I think the numbers came out this, this morning. Uh, for the month, inflation went up 8.3% down, about a tenth of a percent from last month. So we're kind of in uncharted waters. There's a, there's a whole group in the industry here that have never operated in a high inflation envi environment. So I guess it's a learning experience for a lot of people. So how, how do you, you know, how do you react to that? How do you budget? How do you uh, maybe select your modes? How do you do pricing uh, for a trucking company? How do you do pricing? I mean, trucking companies have a lot of uh, cost pressures. Besides fuel, you've got insurance, you've got equipment, you've got supply chain issues, even trying to get new tractors and trailers. So there's a lot of moving parts out there. So how do you, how do you navigate through that? So that's, uh, that's the challenge. And I feel sorry for my brethren out there in the, uh, in, in the world, not in the uh, transportation world that are putting up with this because, um, you know, I, I have not, I have not been in this environment in 20 plus years. And, and even when I, when I was in this environment, I think by I, I had a I had a, a slightly lesser role, so I wasn't really involved that much in budgeting. So it's it's a challenge. Well, and I think to your point, um, the last time we saw a really good booming economy was in you know was just after the the turn you know two thousand and five two thousand six era, you know, and then it pushed back in two thousand and eight through two thousand and ten, but we never saw inflation like we're seeing now. No, no, absolutely the, not. The one positive is the the one job that was outgrowing in wage inflation uh, per Bob was uh, being a truck driver. So yeah. uh, the question is, is that going to get pushed back now? Are we going to take major steps back in the industry? Because we anticipate there'll be attrition right. at, a high, at a high level and fast with inflation this high, interest rates this high, equipment costs this high. Um, you know, that, that's the navigation for all of us right. to understand and try and figure out. So uh, as we go back to more of a normal growth pattern, uh, 
you know, this year's still going to be second to last year, which is going to be pretty good, right? Five uh, percent's what Bob said somewhere in there by the end of the year is where we're going to finish up. All right. Yeah. Again, Bob, Bob talks about the. He, he really he pulls it out. You look at the GDP. He pulls out items that don't really affect freight. He calls it the freight economy. And um, that when he talks five, six percent, that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about the overall economy. I mean, the overall GDP declined in the first quarter of 2022. But again, when you, when you add services in there, when you add imports and exports, and a lot, there's a lot of stuff in there that he pulls out when he looks strictly at freight. So uh, if five, five or six, if five or six percent is a number, that's pretty significant. And, uh, you know, we're coming into the a busy part of the year now with you know, June is coming up, you know, the produce season is going to really kick in hard. And then the, the normal, uh, the normal end of the year push, you know, uh, that starts with the imports coming in then for, for, for the uh, Christmas season. Yeah. I think we start to see, you know, in August, mid August, we start to see an uptick. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, the historic things that, that people did that they abandoned pre pandemic, uh, and during the pandemic, and now we're in that post-pandemic stage from a buying perspective. We know the brick and mortar we talk about not coming back. Uh, Ecom pretty much got that, but they're starting to see a, a lower percentage and a downturn from an ecom perspective, right. uh, which is the first time we've seen that in quite some time. Uh, I think it's just been a, an upward trend for, for that business model uh, since the pandemic started. I think it started before that, the upward trend, but this is, the, I think, the first time where we've started to see it nosedive. Yeah. The question is, what's that going to look like from a norm perspective, you know? What's that norm going to be? Uh, OEM's pushing back on, on equipment orders, you know, that they're done taking a lot of orders for the year because of raw materials and manpower and labor. Uh, you look at right. the labor force, it, you know, Two jobs available for every one person unemployed—that's unheard of. Yeah, you know, uh, trying to understand how to navigate this uh, from every perspective. I think we're going to trend down towards the norm, but the housing and those industries, are, I think, are going to be up uh, through the end of the year because let's let's look at it, you know, objectively. Interest rates are still pretty low. Yeah. But that they will be rising now, and they're talking four or five more increases this year, if not more. Well, that's you know we're not to Carter, a, a, you know, era. But I was a kid when Jimmy Carter was president, and interest rates were sky high on everything. What was that like? Were you were you old enough back then, Joe? Oh, absolutely, I was old enough. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I remember the gas lines. I remember. The, when Reagan came in in 1980, you know, early 1981, you know, he put Volcker in at the Federal Reserve and they just started jacking up interest rates. And again, that's how you that's how you stopped inflation. But again, he threw us into a recession and you had it. Then we had to come out of that. So, I mean, the same thing is going to happen. If the Fed keeps on raising interest rates, you're going to throw the, you're going to throw the economy into a recession because people stop buying. People, uh, companies will stop, will not invest. Capital gets too expensive. So, you know, it's a challenge for uh, for everyone. But in our industry, I think the big question is, 
you know, uh, if the if the carriers are are not uh, making capital investments and they're pulling back and the OEMs are pulling back, uh, then equipment costs are going to stay high because right. raw raw materials are high to make right. to make trucks and trailers. Um, if if the pushback comes with with fuel so high, if the pushback comes back towards drivers' wages, you know, I I see us being in a tough spot long term. Yeah. Yeah. Given back what what growth we've seen, even small growth in the driver pool, I see that going away really fast. From a yeah, you know, yeah. Well, there's, there's a couple of factors too going on. Uh, again, if if people are not buying new equipment, they're keeping their old equipment. Older equipment, you got to invest more in maintenance. They're not as fuel efficient as the new equipment, so you got those costs going up. You got fuel that is at historic highs. How much is that actually going to go down? And I'm sure it'll it'll decrease, but at what usually it decreases a lot slower than when it increases. And when with high fuel, high maintenance costs, um, you know, freight may be slowing down a bit. A lot of these owner operators, a lot of these small trucking companies are not properly capitalized. You're going to see a lot of capacity leave the lower end of the market, while the top end they're not they're not increasing uh, their their equipment. They're uh, buying tractors and trailers, you know, because of a supply chain issue. So you may see some fallout of, car- of drivers or these owner operators going to drive for, you know, the major Larger carriers. carriers, yep. You know, so you may see a bunch of the labor, you may see labor shifting all over the place. The, the other point that Bob made yesterday, I found very interesting when he talked about inventory. Uh, inventory, he looks at inventory a little differently. He doesn't look at the dollar value of inventory as it comes into the economy. He's looking at the inventory to sales ratio. And he's, I think he stated that inventory to sales ratio is still pretty slim. No, it's not this big, uh, it's not a gap. Like That's why they're still back. putting up warehousing. Exactly. They're putting up warehouses. That's why you got supply chain issues. So when you look at sales, sales, inventory to sales ratio, you know, it's still pretty lean out there. There's still a lot of just in time going on. And, you know, that's and that and that's why I think you're seeing a lot of these supply chain issues because they, they, they as they try to fill up the pipeline, they're still not able to fill it up as quickly as they need to. Or maybe not trying to because of, you know, buying yeah. and demand starting to fall off. Sure. Right. Yeah, so just in time to exactly. just in case inventory scenario uh, I liked. Uh, that, that Bob shared. Right. My concern is how much, how many steps back are we going to take it from our industry perspective? Because equipment sales are starting to turn. They're starting, OEMs backing down. Uh, right. Th- there's going to be attrition fast for those that aren't financially stable to make right. it because of the high fuel and the inflation and interest and the equipment costs. So uh, the the new norm is going to be a varying number for everybody involved, and there will be attrition. And is the attrition going to be across the board, or is it going to be in specific sectors of our market? And I think it's going to be on the small guys, like you're talking about, oh, yeah. are going to feel it first. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you'll see the bankruptcies go up this year, yeah. owner-operators dropping out. Um, 
Now, it's a good thing that construction is not going crazy like it usually does because we lose a lot of drivers to the construction industry. It's, it's, construction is kind of holding its own right now. But again, because of supply chain issues, they can't get all the materials that they need. Right. And having problems getting labor, too. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but I think that the major factor here that we're, we haven't seen since the early 80s is going to be the inflation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think and, that's going to change a lot of people's uh, buying buying decisions. I mean, you could see that on a personal level. I think, uh, you know, people trade down. They go to private labor. You know, they eat uh, chicken instead of steak and pasta, you know, and instead of uh, chicken. So you see all these, a lot of trade-offs are made on a personal level. And those, those, those ratchet up to the overall economy at some point. You keep your car longer because you keep, well, now you can't get a new car. But you keep your car longer, again, more maintenance costs. So you see all these 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 uh, cost factors that are hitting the uh, hitting everyone. No, I, I agree. I think the uh, you know I'm driving a, a brand new 2013 <laughs> uh, Suburban with 200,000 miles, and, and I I don't I'd hate to even wonder if if I can even I don't think I could get a new one today, but I don't want to pay for it. Um, yeah. But, you know, then you have the next issue. Can you get parts? Yeah. Yeah. Can you? You know, a lot of parts you can't get right now. So if that is magnified throughout every industry we have, what are we going to see from that perspective when we still have the supply chain issues, the chip issues, the volume, the manufacturing issues, the raw material issues? All of these things, where are we headed? You know, in the long yeah. term, not just the short term. So, um, again, appreciate your insight, your perspective. Thank you for being on again, Joe. Love having no you. We'll uh, plan on having you on here in a couple more weeks. Enjoy okay. the time. Enjoy the time there in Michigan with the grandkids. Thank you, John. You too. You have a good day. All right, buddy. Have a good Take one. Care. Thanks. Bye.